today we're going to be talking about attracting well identifying firstly and attracting your ideal clients and I'm going to give you five simple steps that I've used in the past when pivoting from uh, a business offering that I had into a new one and how I went about identifying and attracting those clients that I wanted to uh, have within my new programs. So firstly I'm Nicola from NW Marketing I'm the Small Business Cheerleader, which is the name of my podcast, and also something I'm really passionate about. I've been in shopping centre marketing for, well, 25 years come November, and I've been uh, working in uh, coaching for the past two and a half. So I took my love of working with small business owners in the shopping centre realm, and when COVID hit, I had to pivot because a lot of the retail work went away because people were in that industry really obviously skeptical about what was going to happen because of the uh, retail environment where we couldn't go out. So I took to learning and getting qualified in the coaching space uh, for small businesses. And I was my main nemesis was the fact that small businesses were being taken advantage of a lot of the time and pressured into spending big money on Facebook ads and um, strategies when a lot of the time there was no budget for that, they didn't see any outcomes from that, and they were pressured into maybe directions that they didn't know enough about to speak up about. So that's where this um, program and my uh, framework came from, allowing you to have the confidence to then go out and do your advertising with knowing you weren't going to blow your money. And that was my main thing. So this is the precursor to the stage where you're ready to advertise. It's about getting the overwhelm out of the picture so that you can actually talk directly to your ideal client's pain points, their dream points, and allow you to really attract aligned clients, somebody who is uh, along the same journey as you and can really identify with what you stand for. So that's what I want to allow you to have the tools to find what that looks like for you. So when we start, there's five steps that I've identified in attracting your dream clients. Now, these are marketing concepts that people are aware of, but done in this order allows you to reduce overwhelm because you're giving yourself clarity in the direction for your business and how you can start to put the structures together to have offers and clients that are aligned and they're not drama clients or they're not people who push your energetic boundaries or those types of clients we've all had that we take on because we want business, but we know they're not really aligned with where we want our business to go in the future. So when we're talking about why, it's it encompasses your vision, your mission, your goals for your business, and most importantly, your core values. A lot of that um, core value work is not included when doing strategies. And it's important because your core values allows you to identify who you do want to work with and who you don't want to work with based on what you will and won't accept in your business. And they sort of flow on from your personal core values, of course, because you as a, um, a visionary for your business needs to be the person driving those core values. You can't outsource core value work. It comes from within. So this is the deep work that I do with all my clients in my brain dump sessions, because this is the work that you really need to brain dump with someone 
get out um, of here and start workshopping what that looks like for you. I'll go through each of these steps um, individually as we go forward. This is just an overview. Now, the what, um, you'll notice that I put the what before the who. So we're working on business offers that are aligned with what we've learned in the why section. What sort of offers and what sort of business uh, do we want to have based on what it is that lights us up and where we want to see um, our dream business? So we're looking at how can we stand out from the crowd? What's our unique selling point? And how can we make sure that we're creating offers that for the long run will light us up uh, and keep us going? And not just things that we're doing to compete with Joe Blogs down the road and making uh, getting into that comparisonitis trap where we think we have to do the same thing that people in our industry are doing so we don't miss out on customers. And I think that that is where the trap is and where we get into overwhelm because it doesn't convert and it doesn't align and we get into um, loss of direction. So thirdly, uh, when we're talking about um, the who, we're talking about targeting the perfect customer avatar for each business offering. So what I normally say to clients is you can have more than one customer avatar as long as you're talking to that customer avatar for a specific offering that you have because each offering will usually have a different pain point and dream point for that ideal person who needs it at that time. So you want to make sure that your avatar is really aware, you're aware of what it is that person who needs what it is you offer what keeps them up at night, what they want from their life and how you can be a bridge from taking them from where they are, overwhelmed, stuck, whatever it may be. How, do, how are you the bridge that takes them from that point over to their dream life or whatever that looks like where the overwhelm is gone? How do you get them there? So what we want to do is find out all of that information when we're doing our targeting of the um, perfect customer avatar usually that work is takes a while it's definitely not just Jane 34 two kids lives here it's more about what is it that she worries about and how can I be the person that provides a solution to that so once we've done that work we go into the solution work how how can we meet a prospect where they are and how can we provide a solution to their current problems what does that look like and in this work we take them up the customer awareness um, level journey. So we take them from unaware and we take them all the way up to most aware where they have their credit card out and they're ready to buy. So we do the work on how do we create content to warm them up so that they move from a level of not knowing they have a problem to being solution aware and then being most aware. That work's really important when it comes to the creating content stage and having a message that cuts through comes from the knowledge of what type of content you need to give them at what levels of their customer awareness with your business. Now, finally, the where is where you finally put your tactics in place. So with marketing, there's strategy and there's tactics. And people tend to jump straight into the shiny stuff of the tactics, which is your social media, your branding, your logo, your website, because they think that that's what they need to get a business off the ground, which you do. But if you do that and you haven't done step one to four, then you're spending money that will not give you any return yet. 
So what I tend to tell clients is once you've done the work on finding out the why, what, who and how, you are then more likely to provide a brief to your branding manager, your social media manager, your VA, whoever you are using to build your business online, you'll have a better understanding about who it is you're trying to talk to. So your logo will be more aligned, your branding will be more aligned. And those types of businesses always ask for that information up front because they use it to create it for you. So your where is then about using that information you've found from one to four and then creating stuff to attract your aligned clients using your perfect market. You know, where are they? Hang, um, you know, what type of client do you have? What message are you going to give them? What each different customer avatar might have a different message that needs to be out there and where are you going to find them? What media, where are they? How are you going to get in front of them? So that overall is the framework for the five steps. Um, this framework is my magnify your marketing framework. And I use this in my um, online workbooks, my one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching and my new um, group program, which is launching September. I take clients through all of this so that they come out the other end with a document that they can then take to these people to then start implementing their marketing tactics and getting clients um, drawn to them because they've done the work. So let's just go on to why. So clarity in your why is, is going to give you clarity in your message, but also a message that's authentic to just you because you're not worried about what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is thinking. You're just focused on what lights you up and what difference you want to see in the world with the business you have and what you know, goals you've set for yourself and what your mission is for your business. So your why will give you all of this. So when working on your why, we're going to go through the um, understanding like a visual of how your why impacts your business and how it comes about and working through the different areas. So when you're looking at clarity in your direction as a business, so this is you starting out or leveling up. If you're at a stage of your business where you're leveling up into a new offering, um, into a new income bracket, some leveling up requires you to go back and do this information again because things will have changed and you need to make sure that you're always on track with making the right direction for your business and making sure that you're going to have the results you want. So firstly, your vision you've heard vision and mission statements. A lot of the time you'll see them on websites and a lot of the time they're very superficial. Um, I want to be the um, best in Australia at this, that and the other, which is a fantastic um, thing to have inside, but not something that's going to align your clients to you to want to be part of your journey because what does it mean for them? They don't care. Nobody cares about you in your business. All they care about is how are you going to get from where, <laughs> where they are now to where they want to be and how the hell are you going to help them get there? So your vision is setting you in the market of where and what difference you want to make in the world. So a vision is why you do what you do. It's normally like an eight, an eight word um, sort of manifesto that you have an example, I worked with a uh, pharmacy um, fit-out uh, company. They were levelling up into a new level and wanted to reassess what it was that they did. Now, he had a daughter that had just been diagnosed with type 1. 
diabetes and he was sick of just doing these fit outs and they were just cold and nobody cared about these pharmacy fit outs. So we worked through his vision and mission um, for his business and it came out that he wanted to create space spaces that elevate mood. Now, that was the vision then for his company for the next 10 years. Everything he did based um, from then was going to be based around um, creating spaces that elevated mood because his daughter, whenever she was in pharmacies or medical surroundings, um, the places were very cold and they made her feel scared. So he wanted to create spaces that elevated mood. So that was his vision. So from that vision, he then got empowered with regards to what it was uh, he wanted to make and the decisions he wanted to make in his business. So we then go on to a mission. A mission is basically, so your vision is your sunset. It's over the hill and it's something you'll never reach, but something that will keep you inspired every day to get up and keep going. So your vision is always the bigger picture and it never involves you. It's always not about you and not about your business. It's about the difference or something that inspires you with what you do. So your mission is a lot more tangible. So your mission is the signpost up the hill towards the sunset that's going to make sure you stay on track. So your mission is always your measurable part. So what are you going to do for who, with what, by when and how? So you're putting all those things in place. So I'm going to help 1,000 small business owners reduce marketing overwhelm and gain clarity by um, providing marketing strategies and tactics that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you having all of these things in there that allow you to do that. And a mission statement then has things that you can set KPIs against and you can go back every 90 days and really reassess how you're going. Your mission is your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal. It should always scare you just a little bit because you want a mission that's going to stretch you and you're going to want to work towards something that's um, bigger and closer to your vision in the end. So goals, this is a way for your when in regards to your KPIs. So, you know, when are you going to achieve this? What is it you want to achieve? And what are the tasks and projects you're going to set each uh, quarter to allow you to get there? I'm sure all of you have done goal setting workshops or have goal setting in your business already. Um, I highly recommend 90-day goal setting and making sure that those, um, I usually theme my 90 days. So if there's a launch coming up, it would be based around some word or some theme that would get me inspired to set the projects for that month or those three months and allow me to keep motivated to go. So there's some, um, I've got a, a goal tracking template. If anyone wants something like that, just let me know and I'll pop it in the group. Uh, because once you have something for 90 days, I normally tell people just to set projects that are two or three projects and then allow them to have tasks underneath that you can tick off each week. It makes you think and makes you feel like you're actually achieving something because big goals seem too big and you'll get overwhelmed and then you won't be able to actually go any further with it. Um, and then finally, core values. This is your compass. So your vision is your, your sunset. Obviously, your mission is your path, um, your signposts along the path on the way up. And your core values is your compass. It allows you to always keep 
North Star towards your vision. So a core value is I um, had clients um, I'd worked with in the past, big clients that were not good to deal with, didn't pay on time. I didn't like working with them, but it was big money. I used to take it back in the day. And then they came back with another project and I'd already done my core values work. And I was like, no, you know, this doesn't align with me because my core values, one of them is no drama ever. I don't need it in my business. I'm too old for that. And I don't want it as part of my structure. So I said no. And that was a compass keeping me in line with my vision of where I wanted my um, business to go. And it also opened the doors up to new clients coming in who were more, um, more, more aligned. So uh, that's where core values sit and they're important. You can um, normally have about four core values. As an example, my values are tone. So they make the acronym tone. So it's treat each other like family, own your own journey, no drama ever and empathy always. And any decision I make in my business, I always go back to those four core values. And am I dealing you know, with those core values as I deal with clients? And are they dealing the same with me? Because that's how I expect people. And when I've had staff, they also have to have gone through the uh, core values to make sure that I'm not getting drama staff. Um, I want them to own their own journey in their business and, and things like that. So uh, what? Okay. So with what? Uh, we can identify the audience Um yeah, before we can have the audience, it's a clear understanding of what we offer as a business. So this is when I was talking before about the what being before the who. It's how do we create an offer that's aligned once we've done all the work of why we do what we do? And is there anything unmet um, out there that, you know, might be something that works within our alignment and what it is we want to do with our business? So when you're defining um, your target audience, um, trying to find your business offering, um, I usually ask people to, um, I've got a worksheet that I go through that you write down all of your business offerings that you've created or that you have in your business and you write down the benefits, all the benefits that are in those offerings. And from that, you can then look, for and identify people who need that who is it that needs the benefit that you've written down what does it look like when you frame it what sort of audience are you then creating from your business offerings and is there a business offering that maybe fills a gap that you've seen out in the market and how can you then work that into your strategy for your business going forward, identifying gaps in the market aligned with what it is you want to do. Now you know your why and your direction for your business. Now the who, we've done the business offering. The who is about, as we know, delivering the right message about the right product at the right price in the right place at the right time. It's a science, I swear. Marketing is not easy, but it's easier when you're laser focused on what it is you want to do, what it is you do, and who it is you want to actually uh, help, basically, support with what it is you offer. So now we're going to um, looking at the customer analysis. So trying to find your niche because when you have a niche, and I don't believe you can go uh, too narrow, 
because when you're a small business owner, you don't have a budget, as you know, like a Nike or a whatever Coke, where you can do brand awareness campaigns. You need to do direct um, direct marketing campaigns where you'll have a problem, a solution, and a call to action. Now, when you're looking at your competitor analysis, which I'm sure you've all done, it's our researching your main two or three competitors and seeing what it is that they do against you and then seeing if there's a gap, if there is a gap <coughs> in your market that is not being addressed. And a good way to also find a gap uh, is called a wish list interview with your um, the clients, your top clients that you love already and work with you already. If you have some that you know, you've already worked with, ask them. In my industry, is there anything that's missing or anything you wish existed? You're not asking about you. Is there anything you wish I did differently? It's the market. So say in marketing or marketing coaching, I could ask my top two clients, is there anything out there that you're missing that is not um, providing a solution to something you're struggling with? So it's interesting what you can find out by doing that. And that allows you, again, to maybe either identify a gap in the market and a and, and niche that you can become an authority in um, and become the go-to person. It's just a way of reframing it so that you're not competing with everyone, but you're also identifying a need and making sure that you're addressing that. And the more you deep dive into, you know, your customer avatar work, what keeps them up at night, and if they <clears throat> had a magic wand, what would they wish for? You're creating a real person then with real challenges and struggles and ways that you can help with your offering or tailor your offering to create uh, something special in your niche or a gap, um, something that can solve a gap because there's always something out there that people are just not asking and um, there are ways to make you stand out where you don't have to be in that you know, um, comparison trap with everyone in your industry. Now, with your how... We're now going into, okay, I've done the work in what lights me up. I've done the work in where I see my business going over the next 10 years. I've looked at all the offerings I have or can have. I've assessed all the gaps in the market. I've then gone ahead and created customer avatars for those business offerings and asked my ideal clients what they might need from me. And then I've then gone into the how of, okay, how do I solve this problem? How do I be that bridge? What does that look like? So how can my target audience benefit from my offers? You know, will their unmet need be satisfied? And do you understand the certain decisions that your target audience makes or your objection points? Things like that. How? So the how is about really getting clear on that um, the solution part. And so that's where we work through the five steps of customer awareness. So your content would be completely different for someone who's unaware. And that would involve things like, um, uh, you know, providing them with posts as they're scrolling on Facebook about prompting them to maybe think, oh, that's something I'm going through. Maybe, maybe I do have a problem. An example I use in my workbook is, um, you know, things like, say, meal delivery services like Uber Eats. People um, might not know that they have a problem um, when it comes to 
you know, buying fast food. Um, so say someone like HelloFresh. So if you have fast food all the time, you don't really think you have a problem. And then you start getting, um, you know, content uh, within your feed talking about wasting money um, and all the different things. It might tweak something that, oh, maybe I am wasting money. So you're, you're putting a seed. And then the next thing, as they warm up, they see something from you talking about how, um, you know, the benefits of healthy foods, you know, and you're starting to warm them up. The next thing they know, they're like looking for a solution to the problem they now know they have. Okay, well, how can I get food <clears throat> when I'm time poor without getting fast food? Ah, okay, there, there's a meal delivery where they're going to deliver it to my door. Well, that sounds great. Awesome. You've made them aware of your product. Okay, but now the next step under that is how do you get them to then buy from you? Because there's a lot of meal delivery services. There's a lot of marketing coaches. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that do exactly the same thing. This is where the work you've done on the who and also on the why comes together. So you really know their pain points. So you're going to put your solution forward and how you stand out. And because you know them better and in your content, you're going to talk to their pain point like no one else does. So they're going to think, how the hell does she know that about me? Because you've done the work. So I'm going to then automatically be a, hell yeah, she gets me. She gets it. And then the next step is I've got my credit card out. So I'm like, I know I need to fix this. What am I going to do? Am I going to do HelloFresh or Marley Spook? Who am I doing? They both do the same thing. Who's resonating more with me and my problem? So that is the last part where it comes down to discounts. It comes down to packages, payment plans, the nitty gritty stuff. When they know what their problem is, they know they got a solution, you're a solution, and they want to work with you, but they just don't know. So at the end, so can you see how your how is about how you build content? and how you build authority and how you stand out in your market so that when they get to that end point and they have their credit card out, why are they going to choose you as opposed to Jane Blogs around the corner? And that's where all the work comes together and it all finally um, comes to the conversion part that we want. So customer pain points, your business offering becomes your how. So it's time to, you know, take the information, identify the customer pain points and start putting together a content strategy that warms up your audience, builds them through to most aware and provides them finally with a reason that they want you as opposed to someone else. And I think that is, it's really about solving their problem and making it talk or making it seem to them, well, honestly, it would be to them, you know, because you understand what they're going through. So your content will talk to that problem. And it just needs to talk to them better than other people because you want aligned people. So if people are on your journey and they see you and they get you, they're more likely to. Uh-oh. <laughs> So when you're working, this is when it comes to your market. So go back. Who is it that you want to work with? And what segments um, are you going to put them together with your offerings? So you might, like similar to me, <clears throat> work with startups. <clears throat> so my messaging to startups 
would be different to the people I work with who are ready to level up. So they both have a similar problem, but the message is completely different. So I would work in my two markets and then I would work on my messaging for both. And then I would say, where are those people that, um, that I want to work with? Where do they hang out? Are they in Facebook groups? Are they at networking groups? Are they online? Are they offline? Are they on podcasts? What, you know, where are they? Do that work. So you show up where you need to be seen. You're not wasting your time on Instagram if everyone you know is at a networking event around the corner or they're on one of the Facebook groups. You know, where do you need to be so you're not wasting your time and you're laser focused on what needs to happen um, to be seen in front of those people? Because you're so super clear on who it is that you want to work with, now it's time to be super clear on where to find them. And that's the main part of a strategy before you start then spending your money on Facebook ads, doing your email marketing, your branding, et cetera. Because see how now you are super clear on exactly where and what it is you want to do. It's so much easier to then present all that information or do it yourself, create a strategy on how and what sort of content you need um, to put together to help you uh, identify and attract your ideal clients or your dream clients, not just anyone. You want to be the person, the go-to in your industry for whatever it is you do. So you're getting hell yes from clients and you don't need to do, you know, massive discovery calls, um, discount your offers to get it across, et cetera. You want to get to that stage where people just want to work with you because they know that you will solve their problem and that they well, they're basically they're aligned with what you're about. And that's the main point. I think everyone wants aligned clients. Nobody wants to just be having to discount offers to try and get work when you can actually have people come to you because they want to work with you. That's the difference. So as I said, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. So the more we get stuck in overwhelm, the more we think that everyone else is better than us and everyone else's offers are better than us, you won't show up. And we've all been there. I've been there. Everyone still does it. Even if you get to the level up stage, you going into a different income level or you're going into a different service, the imposter syndrome comes to you hard and fast. So the only way to get over that is to do the work. Get laser focused on you. Stop comparing to everyone else and just look at how you can provide a solution to your ideal client and make it as simple as possible for them to work with you. Allow them to don't create 5 million offers because you think you'll miss out. Be laser focused on what it is you do, how you solve a problem and what result they'll get after working with you. And if you have those three points, you can't go wrong in regards to your messaging because you will be super clear. The more you try and dilute your messaging by talking to everyone, the more you won't cut through. Um, I'll give you a final example of what that can look like. Uh, as a client that does, say, um, a beautician, a beautician does so many services, obviously. But when you're advertising, if you advertise a beautician and you talk about everything you do in your post or your whatever it is you do, people scroll by because every beautician does everything. And why? how are you going to stand out? Because you're just saying you do waxing, you do tinting, you do, you know, whatever. So people go, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. If we're talking about niching down and um, providing an ideal client work, you can niche down to doing um, cellulite treatment, not niching down all your offers that you do, just what you're promoting and talking about when you're marketing. 
Okay. So if you're doing um, cellulite treatment and you're doing Facebook posts on that, yes. See how your ideal market is then narrowing down. Your content can then talk to the pain points of people that might need cellulite treatment. So you're cutting down a bit. People might stop because they go, oh, that's me. There's a pain point. She's talking to me. Okay. Great. Let's take it one step further. If you're doing cellulite treatment for brand new mums, okay, there you have um, laser-focused content, laser-focused targeting when it comes to Facebook ads. You can target, of course, on your Facebook ads, and your messaging will be laser-focused. So the person who sees it knows you're talking to them and you understand their pain point and you provide an offer that can help them get to where they want to be. So you like free and your content would talk to their pain point of being, you know, worried about their body after baby, et cetera, et cetera. So by paying, um, by narrowing down to a gap in the market, maybe that's not being targeted as well, you become the go-to person in that industry. So anyone that needs what it is you do, they go to you. So the chance of converting is very hard. So what you are uh, very easy. So what you're doing is making your target, you're making your arrow big, one big arrow that's just going to hit it instead of 50 small arrows you may or may not hit the bullseye. That's the whole idea. So that's an example of how you can become laser focused. So as a summary, when you're going through the five points, the five simple steps to attract and sorry, identify and attract, again, you're looking at your why, your vision, mission, goals. This is your business work of how your business is going to come together and what you want to do with it over the next 10 years. Your what is your business offers, what makes you different, your unique selling point, and the best ways to use this to allow you to stand out from the crowd about your niching down. Your who, who needs what it is you offer, and how you can find their pain points and their dream points to really get laser-focused on what it is that they need from you. And then using your how to put that together in content that allows you to work them up the customer awareness level to being ready to get the credit card and use you instead of Joe Blogs and where where to take the prospects when you're um, where to, sorry where to find them so getting that market work you've done together the messaging work you've done together and then finding them where are they um, online offline in person etc and making sure that you're showing up there consistently to become the go-to person in that industry and allowing you to be, oh, I need her, him to help me because I know that's what they do. And that's sort of the ultimate goal to becoming the go-to person with hell yes offers where you don't have to track them down, they track you down. And I think referrals um, are the ultimate goal because word of mouth is obviously the best way to get work if you can get it. And that comes from being the go-to in your industry and making sure that you're hitting those pain points. So if you've reached a sales plateau, which happens to a lot of us, um, going back and focusing on makes you different and then getting this message out to your tribe of perfect customers is the best way to recalibrate and reassess. And doing that gives you clarity in your marketing direction and allows you to stop the constant overwhelm and, and sitting there putting out fires constantly. Because what we do is we have where we are and we constantly get distracted by shiny new things and, and we go round and around and our vision's over here. So what we need is some path to get us from here to here that keeps us on track 
And that's where your mission has KPIs in there that you can track and make sure that you're keeping in line with that. Because five years will go down the track. And if you still go round and round doing all these sort of, you know, getting distracted by this software and that software and, oh, Joe Bloggs is doing this, best I do that you're never going to be true to whatever it is your vision is for your own business. So I think keeping in line laser focused on what you do and stop being compared to others, although we've all done that, I think is a good way to recalibrate. Even if you do go down that rabbit hole, pull yourself out the rabbit hole, grab this information again and do it again. Make sure you keep going back to why you're doing what you do and it will get you out of that hole because only you can be you and people want to work with people they like and people they trust. So why is that not you? And if you know your target market, you can talk their language. And I think that that's ultimately what, what the main goal is. So thank you um, for being with me on the, um, the um, yeah, the five simple steps to attract and identify your ideal client. Hopefully you've got some nuggets out of that information.